Well, it looks like the Tiffany Network is beginning to look like a closeout sale at TJ Maxx, Keith. <laughs> and Cox has an FCC deadline to sell a couple of radio stations in Florida. The question we've got is, will they make it? One month to go. That's right. Turns out we were kind of onto something last week when we talked about the decline in ad-supported media. But I think it could be better news for you than you think. So good morning. We're back with another edition of Media Insultant. Our opinions, our comments, our thought-provoking ideas. I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle, and the guy next to me is Keith Samuels down in sunny Southern California. And we're brought to you this day without commercial interruption, <laughs> and we welcome you to the Tuesday edition of Media Insultant for January 18th. Recording this edition of Media Insultant on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, and the truth is, as we talked about it, this is a very white business. Radio and TV are very white. Now, women have gotten a lot more positions and a lot more management level in the business, but not very many minorities. And I guess I'd tell you, Keith, in my experience, uh, I can only remember a couple of minorities who ever even applied for a job. But equally, I didn't do an awful lot of minority outreach, and, and that's my bad. So the media ownership thing has popped up again with the FCC, where they want to give a tax break or a tax certificate to somebody who sells to a minority. I guess the question is, okay, if, if I'm a minority and I get a specific tax certificate from the FCC, do I want to buy a radio station? Well, it all, no, probably not. <laughs> so, you know, because even guys like you and me aren't really looking to buy a radio station. TV station, maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, radio, uh, not so much. But, you know, the fact of the matter is um, the growth of, of a Spanish language radio, particularly radio and Spanish language television for sure, has increased significantly the, the Hispanic presence in, in all levels of broadcast, um, thanks to Univision and and, uh, and Entrevision and uh, Telemundo and and all these big national media companies surrounding Spanish language, Spanish broadcasting, SBS, and others. And I think we see a certain extent of that in television and radio. Alfred Liggins with Urban One and Radio One. Um, now Byron Allen with his uh, efforts to grow both the Weather Channel and his station group. You're right. I mean, look at us, you know, a couple of uh, boomer white guys, you know, you know, talking about, you know, minority ownership. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know what's keeping more minorities from buying media properties other than the fact that maybe it's just indicative of, of maybe it's not the best thing to do with your money these days. Yeah, you know? I think you, you brought up earlier, you know, uh, plenty of opportunity with much less barrier to entry in digital, OTT, you know, their own video channels. They can do whatever they want. And, uh, you know, why would they want to go through the FCC hassle and the capital investment and, and all the legal requirements of buying a radio or a TV station and in a declining environment? So, and speaking of declining, last week we talked about the decline in ad-supported media. You know, we were talking about the fact that our exposure to broadcast linear television and radio has diminished and that we are much more likely to be using streaming or OTT or paid subscriptions, which cuts down on our exposure to advertising. And Media Post came out with a study 
that says that the ad-supported media we are exposed to is at its lowest level ever, Keith, Mm -hmm. down to 46% of the time we spend with media is ad-supported media. And it's been falling a little bit every year. Back maybe 10 years ago, it was about 55%. So now we have this declining pool of exposure to advertising. But what's advertising doing? Everybody says advertising is going to surge. It's supposed to be up 7% this year. Mm -hmm. So that means there's going to be more demand for a smaller audience and in some cases less inventory. Is it possible? Is it possible, Keith, that we'll be able to actually raise rates in radio and TV and even print this year because of this? Maybe TV, hopefully radio, and no way in print. You know, that, that rate increase won't go through, or rate increases probably won't go through. But what's interesting to me, Jax, is I don't think they include in this research YouTube. Now, is there a more annoying commercial network or viewing experience than YouTube, every video, almost every video, you know, has got a, has got an ad in front of it or they just, whoops, hello, let's decline that. Um, so, you know, you have this, you have this discrepancy, I think, in the research is that if everybody's watching YouTube and millions and millions of people are, that's an ad supported medium right there. That is a big ass ad supported medium right now. And I would say probably the biggest next to Facebook and Google. But the point is, is that people still need to reach, advertisers still need to reach somebody with a message. And they're going to do it through primarily video, but also audio, be it, be it on a stream, be it over, over OTT, or be it on, you know, Channel 7, you know, or King 5, uh, because, you know, that, that's because that, there's viewers there, even though there are fewer numbers. It's still where people are, and they still they still need to reach people and and real people, not just bots watching a, a digital uh, digital ad display. Well, it's worth having a separate discussion at some point because the dominance of Google and Facebook leaves it such a monopoly. They have so much control at that level mm-hmm. that advertisers are going to want to start going out, and they are doing it with TV and with radio and OTT and programmatic video and everything else. So I guess my point is is that maybe stations, it's an old story, but we've done it before. Maybe stations should start viewing their inventory as more valuable than they do right now and see if they can begin to get some of the rate increases that they deserve because the inventory is going to be what it is and the audience is going to be what it is. And if people want to, if advertisers want to reach people, there's going to be a lot of demand for that space. And maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it's, it's, it just it's, affects it, TV. The, 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 yes, the people watching or consuming – uh, listening are very precious, and 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 it, ways to reach them are becoming you know narrower and narrower. So you'd think that you know somebody would hold rate, but you know it you, you couldn't during COVID. You couldn't hold rate at all. You couldn't, and you know you could maybe before COVID some could, some couldn't, but you know, um, but now you'd think coming back out with with demand much higher. Um, are we just going to add inventory, run more commercials, or are we going to draw the line, limit the limit the you know number of commercials, and, and then raise rates? You know, I doubt it, but we'll, I hope they do. That is the question: that balance between demand and and inventory. All right, uh, question here: Is Cox going to get their Florida station sold on time? We'll talk about that in a second. But first, man, the Tiffany Network is really getting its. Uh, there's a dull glaze on the silver patina of CBS News. 
Mm. And to me, this is really an example of leadership without a well-articulated vision. It's a, mm. it's a recipe for a shit show. <laughs> the, the, their new president of news is a guy by the name of, and you're going to pronounce it much better than I will, so I will defer to you. What, what's his name? Niraj Kemlani. Niraj Kemlani. Thank you. He's an ex-Hearst exec. Yep. And the staff is in turmoil. They complain of micromanaging, that he's rude and abusive, that he's embarrassing, and they've uh, there are numerous HR write-ups. And, mm. uh, you know, there's concern that budget cuts mean they may lose some of their big-name talent like Gail King or Nora O'Donnell, but I'm not sure anybody cares. You know, Matt Lauer <laughs> left today's show and his $28 million or $25 million salary, and nobody cared. No, yeah. Not, yeah. not a bump. But CBS well, well, is in, well. Matt cared. Yeah. Matt cared very, very much, and his investment banker cared very much. All of CBS's shows, though, are kind of stuck in third place. So it is time to do some shakeup, and yeah. you know they've they've got this strange management structure with Wendy McMahon, who already has cleaned house once, and she hired uh, this guy. They're both co. Presidents, which yeah, I no, she didn't hire Naraj. Naraj and she were hired at the same time as co-presidents of CBS Television. I, I misunderstood um, that. Okay, yeah, and so Naraj, because of his background, got drafted into the news side, and Wendy, dra- because of her extraordinary background in in major market local station management, working her way up through the ranks, is kind of overseeing the station side, the owned and operated CBS Television station group. That's where she cleared house on and improving the culture of management, uh, you know, last year. So they kind of sit side by side uh, in the executive suite. So I'm not sure what influence she has on Naraj or how even her people that she's working with get affected by it. But, you know, there's, you know, if you've been around newsrooms and you know, you know, news people, you know, I have both the television stations and the newspapers, you know, and, and some radio, is that they're the most sensitive ones in the operation. I mean, their, their antenna, their sensitivity antenna are far more uh, sensitive and, and, and tuned into what's happening than, 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 than the sales side. Sales size is, you know, they, they're used to getting their ass kicked. They're used to getting thrown out on the street. Go make more calls. Sell more ads. You POS, get the hell out of here. Make your budget. Okay, all right, fine. You know, the news side... Oh shit! Oh my God! Oh, I have to. I'm, he's telling me what to do. Telling me how to do it. Cutting my budget. Don't you know? So it's like, oh please. They're, you know, high drama, and nothing's higher drama than network news people, and so you know, so you've got this going on with Naraj. So, well, you I, you, you hit it just, on the head. The change makes everybody uncomfortable, oh. and all kinds of bitching ensues. And frankly, some of it is so whiny. You know, as you said, you know. Oh, they, they're making me accountable for what I spend. And, you know, I don't get to spend an unlimited amount of money. I don't get to, you know, charter the jet to fly to, you know, to Omaha to interview this guy. So some of that is is really just simply that kind of, as you said, newsroom attitude. Uh, still, uh, it's, a, it's, it's tough to develop a leadership role, which Naraj is trying to do, without mm-hmm. an articulated vision. And from what I can tell... He hasn't done that yet. Mm. Okay, Cox Radio. What have you heard? Anything? Crickets. Crickets. As we know, yeah, as we know, Cox, because of Apollo that bought them and, you know, there's some cross-ownership issues and they were required by the FCC on the on a deal approval that they had to get, they had to sell some, some radio stations. So they're selling 
you know, WPYO in Orlando and, uh, and uh, 97X in, uh, in, uh, in Tampa, run, uh, run by Keith Lawless. And so they're on the market. Well, they went through a whole year, right? And they didn't sell them. And the FCC went, uh, you know, they went back to the FCC and asked for more time to sell these stations. They're operated technically by a trust. And the FCC said, no, we'll give you 60 days. We're not going to give you another year. So get off your ass and sell these stations. And there were some complaints by potential buyers, primarily SBS, that said, you know, they're not, they don't want to sell it to us. It's unfair. Well, SBS wanted a bottom, you know, they wanted, they were bottom feeding the stations, probably low ball deal. And so I expect that within the next three or four weeks, SBS will buy one or both of these stations and they'll pay a little bit more than they offered originally. But I'm not hearing anything. And everybody's kind of like not paying attention to this deal. Yeah, well, Cox has been slow rolling it for some time. I think they hope the prices will get better and, you know, they can hang on to a little bit of cash flow if the stations generate it. Yeah, well, and these are good markets, Jackson. These stations should sell for a decent amount. I mean, Orlando and Tampa, I mean, Florida's growing like crazy. You know, we're not selling stations in Spokane and Boise. Well, wait, Boise's growing like crazy. What am I talking about? (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) Go to Boise and you see more California license plates than than you see Idaho, you know. That's really true. Of course, Elliot Evers is running the trust, and Elliot knows everybody. He's the best connected guy, one of the best connected guys in the business. So if there's a buyer, he'll get them sold. I agree with you. There's a certain amount of bottom-feeding frenzy that's going on a little bit. And frenzy is the wrong word because there really is only a, are only a couple of people who really want to buy these stations. Mm-hmm. At least that seems to be the case. Yeah, and I, and I suspect then that's, that Cox will they'll find a way to make a deal, and, and they'll sell those you know pretty easily. They so. will. They will. All right, Keith, that's going to have to do it for Tuesday. Media Insultant is a production of In-Town Media. We do interim contract management for radio stations, and we produce this program for the hell of it. (laughs) You can find the podcast anywhere. The videos are on Vimeo each Tuesday and Thursday. Keith, uh, until we do this again Thursday, go have a good week. Oh, Jackson, always a pleasure. Good to see you, buddy, and uh, we'll see you Thursday.